room can say that this morning, that thank you, God, for saving me, for giving me a, a home in heaven, a new life, a new beginning, 
I hope and pray that you know Him as your personal Savior uh, this morning. This morning, for a little while, we're going to look at the subject of fasting. And uh, it's uh, something we don't often talk about that often. It has to do, a lot of times we see it with Scripture and prayer. And combine the two together, and it is amazing what prayer can do. Looking at this life of excellence that Jesus called us to live, this uh, fasting, we're going to read in God's holy word this morning that it is something that's it's expected but not commanded. That would be a good way to put it. It's expected but not commanded. In Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse 16, and uh, the powerful, powerful passage, right it here in the smack dab middle of this Sermon on the Mount, and Jesus swaps from prayer. We talked about being a prayer warrior now to fasting, which would really be prayer warrior training 301. We've looked at 101, if you're into college courses, you know, kind of know how those work, and 201, 301. Third level of prayer, we'll mention in just a second how that prayer and fasting can almost give, uh, it's amazing, it's like supernatural strength, but that's what it is because it comes from God. Let's stand for the reading of God's holy word together, Matthew 6. And verse 16, just a few verses, it's not very many. It says, Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head and wash thy face that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy God, unto thy Father, which is in secret. And thy Father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. Father, may we truly look to your holy word for strength, for guidance, and for wisdom. Help us to be a praying people and a praying church. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Thank you for... Standing for the reading of God's holy word. When you fast. Have, now, let's talk about this. Have you ever seriously fasted? <laughs> Have you ever seriously thought about fasting? Is something that is serious? You know, a lot of people think, as this picture dic- uh, depicts, is that it's only uh, about uh, food. But it's not only just about food. Uh, another way in thinking about fasting, fasting is a way to seek God by denying the physical in order to focus on the spiritual. We're going to look in just a little while later on to Isaiah chapter 58, and it talks about an afflicting of the soul. It talks about doing without. We live in a world where people sacrificing anything is almost non-existent because everybody kind of looks out for themselves. That's the world that we live in. And uh, fasting and praying, as one person said, is prayer on steroids. That's the mention that I mentioned about being prayer warrior level training 301. It's taking it to a whole new level. 
I've mentioned before about coming down during the invitation and, and praying at the altar, how there's something about it. But anytime you can get self out of the way, yourself, deny yourself, deny your pride, deny your desires, and you pray, and it's all about Jesus, it's all about God, then you've reached a whole new level of prayer because most people pray selfishly. James chapter 4 warned against that, praying according to the lust of our own desires. Well, in verse 16, it talked about the wrong way to fast. And we're just going to talk a little bit about, you know, and he talked about the hypocrites and how they fast. But we're going to look at how that, uh, how to fast wrongly. And that is, first of all, just saying this, attempting to manipulate God or a coercion of God. I'm going to get God's attention. You're, you know, and a lot of times we say, well, God, I'm, I'm doing without. In just a second, we're going to talk about different ways to fast, but let's just talk about in general. It's not really about eating. It's about sacrificing, doing without something. <laughs> I was discussing this before I came to church this morning with uh, my wife, and she said, well, can I, and she, jokingly, she said, well, can I fast from dusting the house? And, uh, and so, and I said, truly, it has to be something you miss. It has to be something that you would want. I would really, I'm really, I'm really miss this. I really want to do this. I, I desire it. And in the Bible, it came to be, even whether the Hebrew word or the, uh, the Greek word in the New Testament, it came to mean doing without food. But a deeper level of understanding, and especially just thinking about the way they used it, and it's some surprising verses that we'll look at a little bit later. But it mainly does. Now, today, uh, we think about, okay, God, and I've said this in my prayer life. I really mean it now, Lord. <laughs> I've really said that. I'm really, I'm serious, Lord, but does that mean that other times I'm praying and I'm not serious? But you see what I mean? Sometimes we get really serious with God when it's somebody really important to us, when it's some situation we really feel strongly about and folks fasting this is symbolic now remember the scripture what jesus say and i put it as my title when you fast. it doesn't say if you fast it says when you fast when you do it he, jesus expected us to do it he expected i mean i want to live the way jesus wants me to live is think about it this church and our church and the, the doctrines we teach are not about what we think, but what does Jesus want us to do? What does He desire us to do? And so, folks, when I was saying, well, Lord, I tell you what, Brother Michael, I'm fasting and God is going to answer my prayer because I'm fasting. He's going to answer my prayer. I'm doing without. I'm fasting from TV. I'm fasting from cake. I'm fasting from pie because some people will fast from just say, well, I won't eat anything, any desserts. And, and, and you know, that's the wrong way to fast, to try to coerce God. I'm going to do this and God better answer my prayer. Fasting also, we shouldn't do it with known sin in our lives. That's the wrong way to fast. Now, you can fast 
in order to deal with the sin, but you can't fast expecting God to answer your prayer if you have known sin in you. I mean, if you've got unconfessed sin in your life, if you've got sin in your life that you haven't given to God, well, He's not going to pay any attention to our prayer, much less the fast. Fasting with pride. Matter of fact, this is the very essence of verse 16. It says the hypocrites and the they do it uh, to be seen of men that they may appear in the men to fast. So we shouldn't do it with pride in our heart to be seen to to be seen of men to show off. And look what I'm doing, and we announce it. Now you say, does that mean you're supposed to? You know, it mentions two things about prayer and fasting. It says pray in your prayer closet, and then we're supposed to. Fast without announcing it. Now, somebody may look at our life and say, well, they're not eating. And they, why aren't you eating? You could lie and say, well, I just don't feel good. Well, that wouldn't be right. That would just go against what you're trying to do in the first place. Or they could say that, well, you're doing without something else. There's all sorts of other fasts we'll mention in God's Word and uh, that uh, the Scripture is very detailed about but so we shouldn't show off in our but it's okay to say well i'm somebody asks you and say why aren't you eating or why aren't you doing why aren't you doing this well i've chosen just being god where i'm just trying to do without so i can give more time to him remember the introduction and i believe it's in your bulletin also somebody commented about the bulletin outline being a lot shorter i just went the opposite of what i did last week and i didn't didn't put very much in it this week but we still got a lot of ground to cover, and we'll get through before 12 as usual. But uh, I want you to think about this. It's not to be seen of men. You don't pray, and you don't do without to show off. The other thing is, there's another way, wrong way to fast. And whenever you fast, or hey, folks, you can do this with any spiritual discipline. You could talk about teaching Awana. You could talk about being involved in Bible school. You could talk about doing this. You could talk about singing in the choir. And a lot of times people will fast and they'll be judgmental of others. They'll say, well, I fast. Have you ever fasted? <laughs> or, or, or they'll say, you know, if you get judgmental about it, you'll... You'll, you'll fast, but you, other people won't fast like you do. Folks, that's wrong to be judgmental of others because they're not doing it. But God may not be leading them to fast. God may not be putting it up on their heart. You could say, I've been saved 50 years and God has never led me to fast. Or else we've not been broken enough to fast. And again, that's a sign of pride. Another one, The last thing I want to mention real quick and uh, that you do need to avoid. And I've shared the testimony. I was talking to a preacher friend of mine that went on. I've never felt led to do a, a really lengthy fast. I've done a lot of short fasts. And there's a lot of those mentioned in the Bible. And, uh, but you shouldn't fast for weight loss. You shouldn't fast. That shouldn't be your reason. Well, I tell you what. I'm going to fast so my prayer life will be stronger and it will benefit me by losing a little pounds along. That's the wrong motive. That's the wrong reason. I'm not, that's, you know, sure, that will happen if you do it with food, but that's not the reason you should do it. You know what I mean? That's not the reason that I should do that. 
It's, sure, it'll happen, but you can fast from other things that don't have to do anything with food. Okay? So those are, again, verse 16, and tells a lot when he says that they do it for the wrong reasons. Now, let's get on to the right way to fast, which is verse 17 and 18, which is only the last two. When you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, that you're not trying to show off before others, and God will notice it. You know, fasting can bring humility, as well as pride that I mentioned. But let's see what the Bible says in excuse me, Psalms 35 and verse 13. The Word of God says this. Neat description of fasting. But as Psalms 35 verse 13, But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth, and I humbled my soul with fasting, and my prayer returned into my own bosom. So he's got a combination there of prayer and fasting in this Psalm of David. Fasting can bring humility, and certainly it is something that you and I should think about now. Let's get into the nuts and bolts of fasting. Again, why should I preach on this? Well, number one, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Amen? From Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21, it's from God. And this, what I'm preaching this morning, is from the lips of Jesus. He preaches when you fast. So is this something we should think about? Is this something we should do? Yes. It is. It's in there. It's even, it's from the words of Jesus how He expects us to live. So, when you fast, you know, the Bible says, matter of fact, that verse that I just kind of quoted in Second uh, Timothy 3.16 says, All Scripture is profitable. Is the Old Testament Scripture? Yes. The Old Testament is Scripture. All Scripture is profitable. For instruction, reproof, and correction, and all this stuff. So let's look at some Old Testament scriptures concerning examples of fasting. First of all, we need to start off small. Uh, I like to jog, and uh, it's you know this is a spiritual exercise, by the way. This is something that a lot of people can't handle. A lot of people can't handle a spiritual fast because they've never tried it. It's kind of like how, you know, how many of you say, well, I, I wish that I was just, my body was super fit and I could just do anything I wanted. And uh, you can be overweight and out of shape and desire to run a marathon. You can desire to bench press 350 pounds. You can desire to do a lot of physical things, but you say, well, I would love to do that. Well, you got to start small. Start if you want to jog you got to start walking. When uh, I several years, I got out of shape, and I decided to get back into shape, and uh, I jogged down to Miss Phyllis's house. And I and she, if she had looked outside, if she had been there, she'd probably dialed nine one one. Because I was, I mean, ah, I was huffing, puffing, sweating, and everything. I was in the in the ground. I was just it didn't look pretty at all. You got it. I said, well, I can't do that. I got to start walking. And then I'll just 50 yards or this or that. And 
So you got to start. This is the way it is with fasting. Start small. This is a spiritual exercise. Don't try to go for the marathon right off the bat. Well, I'll tell you what, and there are lengthy fasts mentioned in the Bible. Jesus and Moses both did 40 day fast. Talking to a preacher friend of mine, same one that was telling me about trying the 40, 40 day fast. Just drinking water before you say, well, it can't be done. Yes, it can be done. But you have to be in very, very good physical shape to do it. And you can't have diabetes. You can't have hypoglycemia. You can't have hardly anything wrong with you if you attempt. But you don't, God's not, doesn't lead everybody to do that. All right? And uh, he talked about dealing with pride issues throughout the whole thing. Fasting, to start small... Let's look at just a one-day fast. Just a one-day fast. This is, again, talking about food, but we'll branch out into some other things in just a second. In Judges, chapter 20, the Word of God says this concerning just a one-day fast. I need, to, uh, I need to fast and pray about something. Judges, chapter 20, in verse 26, the Word of God says this. <clears throat> Then all the children of Israel and all the people went up and came into the house of God and wept and sat there before the Lord and fasted that day until even and it says even if you have a King James Bible it just means till till the evening time and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord so they they did this for one day that's a one-day fast. There's also a three-day fast mentioned in the Bible. This is in the New Testament, a great example. Right after Paul got saved, he got saved in Acts chapter 9 on the road to Damascus. And it says uh, in Acts 9, 9, And he was three days without sight, and did neither did he eat nor drink. He fasted. He was fasting, praying, saying, God, what do you want me to do? But this is one of the few accounts in the Bible and it does happen every now and then that somebody gets saved and called into the ministry almost immediately. It's a pretty interesting situation. This is a three-day fast mentioned in God's Word. Something that Karen and I did here a while back. That, uh, matter of fact, I mentioned it to her. And she probably thought about it and prayed about it uh, a couple of months before... Uh, we made the journey together, and it's called a Daniel fast. It's found in Daniel chapter 10 and verse 2 and 3. And if you ever want to follow this up, matter of fact, this one is so popular, it's, all, it's three weeks, it's 21 days. It's mentioned, details given in God's Word. And a, matter of fact, this is so popular, there's a website called danielfast.com or something like that, and you can get information about it. And uh, we did this for three weeks and it says in Daniel chapter 10 and verse 2, In those days I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, which means just basic unleavened bread. Neither came to my flesh nor wine. That has to do with uh, any, anything with sugar in it. In my mouth neither did I anoint myself at all. Till three whole weeks were fulfilled. This is a, a quite a challenging one. The other details that are given in God's Word. There's a 40-day fast. 
Jesus and Moses both did this. This can only be done. Don't try that unless you're very, very healthy. I've never been led to try that. That would be very challenging. <clears throat> One, and also mentioned in the Bible in First uh, Th- uh, Corinthians, is uh, fasting from intimacy. And this is, uh, this is really our best example that you can fast from other things besides food. And uh, before one spouse tells the other spouse, hey, we're going to do that one, it has to, Bible says, if you want to do it according to the Bible, uh, it has to be agreed upon by both husband and wife before that choice can be made. But it says here in 1 Corinthians 7, 5, it says this, Defraud you not one for another, except it be with consent for a time. Notice this. In other words, don't uh, stop with one another. That you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer, and come again that Satan tempts you not for your incontinency, and are your doing without and our ability to control yourself. There's other things you can fast from, and this Bible mentions right there about uh, intimacy and marriage. You can fast from, you could fast from a technology. I've done that before. You could uh, fast from a phone. You could fast from a smartphone. You could fast from TV. Now, remember this. Remember this. In fasting, what is the whole purpose? That I may draw closer to God. Remember the introduction? I think to do without something physical in order to draw closer to God to, to gain the spiritual. That's it. That's it in a nutshell. It doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to make this any more complicated than what it is. To do without something physical in order to gain a closer prayer life, walk with God. That's draw closer to Him. That's it. I want to draw closer to Him. And it's not about getting your way in your prayer life. Well, I'm going to fast and pray that I find a job. That's good. But you'll find out the bigger blessing is you just get closer to God. And he probably will get, open the door for your job or your marriage or your whatever. You know what I mean? So fasting is not complicated. You can, but it, hey, listen, it, throughout the Bible, the Word, the Word itself, if you do a Word study, if you do a study, God's Word is very clear. It has to be something you desire. It has to be something that you miss. It has to be something that is a sacrifice. If it's not, if you're not, if you don't miss it, it's not a sacrifice. I'm glad I'm not Dustin. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, I tell you what, I want to fast from uh, yard work. <laughs> you know, but some people enjoy that. But it has to, you know what I mean, that the Bible is replete with examples about this. Now let's head to what fasting can do. Isaiah 58 and verse 6. This is a, powerful, powerful scripture concerning fasting and what it can do. And uh, whether you're looking at your Bible or the screen, either one, we're going to look at these phrases found in these three verses. First of all, I'm just going to read all three of them. Isaiah 58, 6 through 8. And they were fasting for the wrong reason. They were not doing it correctly. And he says, this is the fast I want you to do. And this is what fasting will do. They were trying to get right with God, but they were going about it with the wrong attitude or the wrong spirit. Isaiah 58 verse 6. Is not this the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness, comma, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free that you... 
and that you break every yoke. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and thou shalt bring the poor that are cast out to thy house? And when thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thine health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee, and the glory of the Lord shall be thy re-reward, which means rear guard. All right. First of all, what fasting can do. When it says loose the bands, this has to do with fasting to get freedom from addictions. The word bands means something that's tied you up, that's holding you back. It could be addiction from alcohol, cussing, thought life, pornography, anything that is a stranglehold of sin upon your life that's hurting your testimony, that's hurting your private life with God. Folks, prayer and fasting can change your life if you combine them and you seek God with all your heart. It can change your life. Also, it mentions to undo the heavy burdens. This is fasting to solve problems. If your finances are messed up, if your marriage is messed up, if your life is messed up because of wrong decisions. When it says undo heavy burdens, I guarantee you there is somebody in here this morning and your burdens are overwhelming. Your burdens have you weighed down so much that you're not thinking about tomorrow. You're barely getting through today. That's called heavy burdens. Folks, the Bible talks about heavy burdens. Give them to Jesus. Don't pick them up again. Most of the time we do. It mentions here again in verse 6. All of this is out of verse 6. Is to let the oppressed go free. This is fasting for revival and soul winning. Would you be willing to try that this week? Would you hand somebody a track this week? i got some New Testaments laying on the table out there. If they're all gone, i get you some. Hand that to somebody. had a phone call this week. A fellow has a prison ministry. We have several in our work. And this fellow was asking if I knew somebody that would be a mentor to a young lady that's going to be paroled out of the uh, prison unit up around Little Rock. And I forget the name of it off the top of my head. but And she's paroling back to uh, Ashley County. And she just needs somebody that she can talk to to be a mentor. And encourage her. Pray about that. Maybe you, I'll connect you with his uh, cell phone number and address. He's got a neat ministry. It's called lifeafterprison.org. If you want to look that up. But, and they're paroling out here in Arkansas all the time. Remember when we had David Shockley, one of my students? He's got the prison ministry over at Malvern. And he said, you know, these people are getting out all the time. They're going to live beside somebody. Wouldn't you like them to be saved? <laughs> And so that's a good idea for them to be saved when they get out of prison and seeking the Lord. So, folks, let's think about let, let the oppressed go free. Also, the last thing mentioned here, break every yoke. We can fast to conquer mental and emotional problems. And, folks, there's a stress in people's lives that I don't care if uh, some of y'all are old enough. Y'all remember that old uh, commercial, Calgon, Take Me Away? <laughs> Well, I don't care what kind of, you can go to Hot Springs and get one of those uh, uh, baths or whatever it is, and you can get a massage, and you can take a weekend getaway, and I guarantee you when you get back, you're still going to have stress if you don't give it to the Lord. 
And it says right here, fasting to break every yoke. That's what it says right there. And then verse 7 is talking about the poor. And it says, Is not it to deal thy bread to the hungry, fasting to be a blessing to others? Can you fast in, in order to be a blessing to others? In other words, you know what? I'm going to give up so that others can have. That's a type of fast. It mentions right here that what it can do. I'm going to do without so others can have. Verse 8. Fasting for clear insight and decision making. This is what I call, then the light shall break forth. In other words, the light bulb will come on. <laughs> okay, I need the light bulb to come on. Aha! I've got it. I understand now. You can fast for a decision to be made. It says that the, it says in that passage right there that the light may break forth. You know what that means? That I'm praying and praying and praying. Finally, I get it. <laughs> I, I get it. I know what God wants me to do. And folks, that's fasting for a reason that God helped me to understand your will and what you want me to do. And clear insight and decision making. We can also fast for somebody's healing. And, and uh, it says that health shall spring forth speedily. We can also fast for a more righteous life and a testimony. It says in verse 8 that thy righteousness shall go before thee. Is your life right with God this, this morning? Is, my, is your life, is, are you as close to the Lord right now as you've ever been in your life? If you're not as close to the Lord right now as you've ever been in your life, then you've moved. And then lastly, you feel like you're all alone, you feel like you're struggling. It says that the Lord would be, and it's an old English word, it says re-reward, it looks like, re-reward, but it means rear-guard. It means God's got your back. Isn't that a great thing to know? God has your back. God will take care of you. And again, fasting, doing without. I'm going to, fa- I'm going to give something up. I'm going to give more time to God. I'm actually going to encourage my kids. Most, most of us like to think we, we get serious with God, but if we've never fasted, I don't think we've gotten near serious enough. Does God want you to get serious this morning? Does God want you to step it up? Does God want you to do more? Fasting is just an example saying, God, I, I'll do without to have you. God, I'll do without to have you. As we prepare for a hymn of invitation, Father, I thank you for this time. And I pray that, that we would consider sacrificing something, doing without, to draw closer to you. I thank you for everybody here that's considering the, the preached word. Your word says that when we fast, we can draw closer to you and stronger with you. We can know what your will is for our life. 
If there's somebody here this morning and they've never accepted you as their Savior, they've never, their prayer life is just it's non-existent because we're not, they've never called on you to, for you to be their Savior. The Lord may today, right now, be the time that they call upon you, realizing that we're all sinners and that is why we need a Savior. In Jesus' name, amen.